Welcome, Highfalutin Ski Bump Podcast, episode number 247. Ooh. It's been a couple of weeks. We had a bit of a hiatus, but it is, we are back. Your pals, Mario and Brian. Mario, what's up? We had stuff come up and we had, you know, little things going on, but uh, I think we're we're back in action now, you know, kind of getting ready to limp into the uh, the summer, I guess. May is a tough month. May is a tough month. There's a couple spots that still have some some pretty solid skiing, you know, places like a Snowbird or an A Basin or I think even probably maybe Squaw Valley and then you know, go a little further north. But it's just that time where it starts just getting hot. You know, it's not most people pretty... don't think about skiing right now. Most most yeah. boring, lame normies are just thinking about the beach and summer right now. But we are always focused on I think skiing. now is where the jealousy sets in for me. Cause I look at people posting, I'm like, come on. I wish I was there too. Yeah, but, definitely a bit of jealousy, but I also, you know I'm happy for them. Trying to live vicariously through them as well. I can't be on social media much these times because I, again, I just, it's tough. It's depressing, yeah. but we got to be better than that. We got to live vicariously through these fine folks. We have to keep the stoke going year round. That's our we job. Do. Hey, we're even wearing matching shirts today. We're wearing this. matching shirts. And you know what? There are still, still a few of these available. These are nice. Skibumpodcast.com slash shop. It's there. Oh, I'm going to send you the mugs too. We're going to have mugs available too. Soon. Look at that. You could use them for coffee. You could use them for whiskey. Whatever you put in a cup. We have a cup. Or coffee with whiskey. Coffee with whiskey. That One of my favorite apres ski drinks. Yes. My beautiful wife has her tea with whiskey almost every night. Just Look at that. See. Like a proper lady. Like a proper lady. Just tea and whiskey. Fighting off the Rona. It's good. In Florida. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't even exist there anymore. No, you, you walk around, there's no mask. I gotta, I gotta, it's like walking around like where's Waldo looking for the person with the mask now. Nobody has it. Yeah. They're like, yeah, Corona's but... over. We beat it. The war's won. Mission Take accomplished. Mission ac- That's right. America. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Done. Well, speaking, of, speaking of victories, main topic today, we're going to talk about a pretty recent story that caught a lot of folks' attention yeah, we're choosing a story as our main topic. Kind of mix things up a bit right now. That's it. Yellowstone Club. Have you heard about their plans for snowmaking, where they're going to be supplying their water from? Well, stay tuned to find out more. Thank you yes. so much for listening. We do appreciate it. Check us out, skibumpodcast.com. We are on all your favorite podcasting apps. Inst- on Instagram. Jeez. We are on Instagram. We are on Instagram, but that's not a podcasting app. Spotify, You're adding it, aren't Stitcher, they? Amazon. There are so many new podcasting platforms. Like I, I, we're just everywhere. So like you can find us. Just yeah, everywhere, everywhere. Social media: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Untapped at Ski Bump Podcast. We have been sucking with our social media posts lately. I know sucking. that Mario knows that. You guys must know that too. Dude, you see the Chuck Norris water? The Chuck Norris water was pretty sweet. How was that the was water? Magical. I tell you what, I felt like kicking some ass in one sip. If you had one your sip, Chuck Norris action jeans with that Chuck Norris water, like you would be a lethal weapon. Dude, I wanted a cowboy hat too, because there's like a little logo. His his logo is like a silhouette of him with cowboy hat. I was like, ready to do a little Texas Ranger on people. Texas Ranger style, yeah. I was like, oh, it was great. I was it was what magical. Was, I was like, woo. What was in the water? 
It just said artisanal water. <laughs> I was like, whatever it is, it's got Chuck Norris's name on it. You just drink the goddamn water. That's all you do. That's all you got to know. The sweaty, you know the sweaty dew of Walker, Texas Rangers summer ball sack. Just <laughs> at least two drops in every bottle. You know, you know what's in there? It's a little ingredient called none of your goddamn business. <laughs> Naturally alkaline, seven point six to eight point four, which I guess you want your alkaline no, your AF. And the, the name of it is great. It's called Sea Force. Check Force. Check Sea Force water. Love it. Oh, look at that. And it's got his what, little picture on it. Look at what that think, little what's, logo. What's like Chuck Norris's like net worth these days? He's got to be making bank. He's got his own water, man. His own damn water. Love he it. He got in the water game. And they carry it at Walmart. I'm like, you got to be carrying, you got to be able to distribute a shit ton of water if you're ca- getting carried at Walmart. Chuck Norris net worth about $70 million. Boom. Fire. <laughs> like that. Pam. He woke you will break some you know boards. I bet in like 1985, it was like 70 bucks. And that were 70 bucks. 70 then bucks. He did, uh, what was the big Kung Fu movie he did? With, well, I think with David Carradine and Bruce Lee. Was it, um, was it Enter the Dragon? Enter the Dragon, was it? I thought it was Enter the Dragon. That's when he came on the scene too, right? Because when his big breaks. I think so. But he still wasn't like, he was kind of like a joke for a while, you know? And then like then Walker, Texas Ranger happened and then like the internet happened and then the, Walker, the memes. Yes. Well, it, it got him like a significant uh, syndication pay. You know, the it was like a magical for him. The memes, the whole like Chuck Norris, like reversing the, you know, polarity of the gravity kind of thing. It, it just sort of blew up. Like he became this like, huge thing after that here we go early rolls air and force as an air policeman way of the dragon way of the dragon not enter the dragon way of the dragon enter the dragon was a different one that was just oh return later. of the dragon first u.s distribution there you go boom see return not enter though yeah look at that taekwondo tank sodo hapkaido he freaking taught Jiu-Jitsu, a miss. He taught Steve McQueen. Nice. Some stuff about some stuff. He says in 74, Steve McQueen, who was his martial arts student and friend at the time, saw his potential and encouraged him to begin acting classes at MGM. Huh. There you go. All right. So he was in a bunch of like, you know, martial arts films in the 70s. And then you know, the early 80s, same thing. But, you know, once the late or mid to late 80s came out, missing in action. Dude, and, Norris's uh, personal code. He's got a whole 10, 10 code, code of honor to live by. Oh, Delta Force. Delta Force. Yes. Delta that was a big Force. One. Yeah. Delta Force 2. <laughs> Can't forget that sequel. No way. Delta Force 8. <laughs> 93. That's when Walker, Texas Ranger started. Oh, he wrote a book. Black Belt Patriot. He didn't have to write a book. (laughs) (laughs) Video games. Chuck Norris, Bring on the Pain, 2008. Let's see this shit. Bring on the pain. uh, Bring on the pain. I wonder if Chuck Norris skis. Of course he does. He does everything. Wasn't he in a thing in space? He went to space in a movie, didn't he? 
Of course, it was like Delta Force Five. Delta Force, right? <laughs> Delta Force Five, the space, the space force. Chuck Norris ate my baby. dot com. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you put in Chuck Norris ski and a lot of weird stuff. Chuck Norris can ski up a mountain. See, there you go. That's right. Look at there that. You go. Chuck Norris. I think Texas Ranger got him. I used to watch that. That was like really big. Yeah. I guess just for getting familiar with Chuck Norris. And then I started getting back into his older movies. You can't go wrong with Chuck. Can't, and everybody likes him. Like, I don't know a person that's like, Chuck's an asshole. He's bad guy. No, everybody's like, he's nobody says anything bad about him. I don't know. I don't there's know the circle like, of Chuck, but there's all these fake like Chuck Norris died articles oh, really? too. Yeah, I remember there was a, a while that everybody was like, "Oh, he was just putting stuff out that so and so died." I said last year he died of COVID. Nice. I'm Chuck gonna tell the IRS know. I died too. How about that? <laughs> yeah, right. IRS, <laughs> I'm dead. Just send my benefits. <laughs> <laughs> just send it to this uh, PO box. Everything's cool. No problem. <laughs> I wonder if you could say you're dead. Just apply, say that, you know, I'm dead. Start getting your benefits. And when they catch you, you'd be like, no, I'm dead inside. So, you know, I, sel- I self-identify as a dead person. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I identify as a dead person. It'd be racist to say otherwise. That's pretty, that's pretty messed up. Dude, Chuck Norris is 80 years old. Doesn't look a day over 40. God damn. Crushing it. Crushing it. It's that water. Hashtag, it's the water. You drink that water, you laugh. You last till I don't know. We got 108. Good to at go. Least. Delta Force. So yeah, and you don't even die after that. If you drink enough of that water, you just dis- you just disappear. Or perhaps you become new snow ah. at the Yellowstone Club. Ah, another it's like teaser. Yoda. It's like Yoda. Pretty you just much. disappear. You become water vapor, and then we are vapor. all made of stars. That's right. We're all made of stars. So yeah, so you can find us on pretty much everything. We're trying to step our social media game up. We're kind of, this summer, we're recalibrating a few things, making some adjustments because we need this to blow up and get bigger because God damn it, I don't want to work. I don't want to do any real work, have a boss. I just want to ski into this podcast. So that's my goal. That's my- so many people that don't work. They just like, I'm not working. I'm living with my parents not working. I'm like, what the, what did I do wrong? It's <laughs> true. This is true. So check us out again. Socials, skibumpodcast.com. We got a shop. We got friggin' PayPal. Support us. There's lots of things you can do to help us out. If you want to send us an email, skibumpodcast at gmail.com. Stickers, DM us on Instagram. Send us an email. Sponsors, they're done for the ski season. We're going to re-up this fall, hopefully. We're going to do some uh, whoring of ourselves out this summer, see if we can get some more sponsors. If you have some ideas and you want to sponsor, uh, you want us to promote your product for, you know, like a month or two during the summer, hey, if you have ac- If you have action water that you need to, <laughs> That's right. to sponsor, we will sponsor your action water. Yeah, skibumpodcast at gmail.com. So, Mario, let's just kick it off the way we always do. It's time for our prey today. All right, so I got another beautiful blend from somewhere far north and east. Um, oh, you went back to your, is this from your same package of delivered beers? My delivered beers. My, my deliverance. Deliverance. From my deliverance. 
Um, yes. So it's north and east. Uh, okay. Are we playing a guessing you, game? I'll give you another guess. Here, I'll show. It. It's in my. Um, it's in my Lawson's glass. So I got to look at the beer. Look at that beer. Ooh. Nice looks, and cloudy. Looks very beery. Yeah. Is very it second beery. fiddle? Nope. No. Am I anywhere close? Oh, well, by that sound, obviously, I can tell. Focal <sighs> really banger. Good. No. Comes from one of your favorite breweries, though. One of my favorite breweries. If anybody's be... been listening to, to Brian's beer selections, they might be able to say, hey, you know, favorite Would breweries be... recently. Be from Treehouse? No, I wish. They don't Burlington. Get that on. Burlington. Sure. It's Burlington. Yes. Oh. Burlington Beer Company. So I have a little. Let's see if you can guess by the can. I'll, I'll cover up the name. <laughs> oh, no, I cannot. It is Elaborate Metaphor. Elaborate Metaphor. Look so at this, that. This is a pale ale, it's a New England pale ale. So, got you know they have their New England style. They say they brew it with citron amarillo hops, brewed with barley, flaked oats, wheat, and raw wheat. So I don't know the difference between wheat and raw wheat, but whatever. <laughs> no condoms on your wheat. <laughs> whatever. That's right. A raw dog in that wheat. Ah, <laughs> oh, it tastes really good. This tastes like it's going to be an IPA when it grows up. It's kind of like pre-IPA. So it's it's got that nice New England AV IPA. IPA. Yeah. So you just drop the I and it's like, you know, just nice pale ale. But um yeah, not too not too heavy at all, not too hoppy, uh, but has that nice flavor, the citra, uh, not citrusy, but you know, have that citra hops and and just hops, amarillo. ABV five point four. So it's you know, nice. You can it's crushable. And uh, very good. So it's funny that somebody posted here. I was like, so it's, you know, got a hazy, you know, kind of straw-like color. Yeah. It doesn't have that big orangey, like IPA color. Yeah. Good, nice so high funny. ratings there on Beer Advocate. 92. Yeah. They have it in the Road class show. of outstanding so, but if you look at the the reviews, somebody said let warm for ten minutes before pouring. Well, I don't think he was. I, I'm looking at that review also. I don't think it's really telling you that you're supposed to do that. I think that's just what he did. What he did because he's a dumbass. Well, I wouldn't <laughs> call him a dumbass. I would just call him someone who has a lot of time on his hands to be very elaborate about exactly how he's treating his beer. Yeah, I like how how they, people tell you like some guys like I poured it into a. Uh, a tulip glass. The other guy's like, I let it warm for 10 minutes. Like, all right, whatever, man. Whatever floats your boat. It's like, all right, virgin. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you get people that go like over the edge with their reviews. They're like, citrus dominant, oranges, grapefruit, lemons, and some pineapple, garlic, onion undertones, and presumably from the Merlot hops in the mix, a hint of white grape skins. Who fuck knows what white grape skins white taste like? White grape skins. Do you peel a grape and eat the skins and say, now I know what white grape skins taste like? Come it's on. just like sideways, you know? He's like just a, a fluttering of nutty evening cheese. <laughs> I have a ball tickle of grapes in this. Like, what, yeah. what are you talking about? 
Just a flutter. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> grass flavors. Do, okay, you I know the smell of grass. Do you know the taste of grass? <laughs> what was the last time you tasted grass? This is this is definitely a bit of a Bermuda grass that had been <laughs> rained upon two days before. Yeah. Now I guess if you're big into tasting, maybe you do you should probably taste that so you know what it kind of tastes like. <laughs> or like the one is uh was it? Like fresh tennis balls, you ever hear that? Uh, has a notes of fresh tennis balls. <laughs> what? What? I've never heard them say notes of fresh tennis balls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it, uh, touch of honey crackers at the end, uh, alongside a bit of chalk. What? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the smell. Like, what? It tastes like beer that I like. I'm gonna drink it all. It tastes good. That's that's the review. I'm like, tastes Yummy good. Beer. I give it a five. Drank it out of a solo cup. <laughs> Purchased at Walmart. That's right. Purchased at Walmart. Let it uh sit in the car in the heat for 12 minutes. I let it breathe while I was taking a dump. <laughs> that's right. Put it in a solo cup, drank it. It was great. That's it. That's the that's the notes. It was like our waiter in Boston. I need like three, like seven, like eight minutes. I'll be back. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so if anybody doesn't know that story, we had a waiter that actually told us while we're eating. He's like, uh yeah, you guys need anything else? I'll be I gotta go to the bathroom. I'll be back. <laughs> He's like, I'll be back in like five, like seven, like eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just sitting there looking at each other like he just told us he's taking a dump that's pretty much what he's saying he's like not a quick run to the bathroom like no nah, i need like eight minutes so is there anything you need while i'm <laughs> while i'm dropping a loaf while my hands are still <laughs> relatively as clean as they're going to be the rest of this night <laughs> that's right you could just hope that i we're like can you take an extra minute and wash your hands that's all i really want yeah take, take as long as you need just make sure lather you lather up sir lather up <laughs> that's right and I don't want them to like just mildly. I want them to like doctor scrub. Like they got to come out of there. Like, okay, I'm ready for surgery. Like 20 seconds of just rubbing. Yeah. You better do your ABCs like three times. Yeah. <laughs> Four times. <laughs> Backwards, forwards. That's right. English and Spanish. Yes. That, that'd work. Yeah. So I really, I, I, I didn't feel like a drink. We're recording this on a Monday night. I had, yeah, had a tough. fair amount of drinks this weekend. It was just a, last week was a rough week. And dude, I had a totally know, dry weekend, a dry trip and dry week. And I traveled. Wow. Killed me. Killed me. Wow. Killed me. Can't even believe that. So let me tell you, killed me. Killed you. <laughs> so I had a bunch of like, you know, watermelon season is finally here. So yes. I, we broke out our first watermelon, did some watermelon margaritas. They were lovely. Dude, we got one at Costco yesterday. Nice. I thought about you. There you go. Melanie ran, right to, <laughs> ran to the watermelons and she's like, I hope they didn't. Nobody waxed them. Nobody put oil on them. <laughs> <laughs> After that podcast, she's like, that was funny shit. <laughs> <laughs> you just oil them up and watch the show. That's right. So no, no, I didn't want to go into booze because again, I had a decent amount this weekend trying to keep things a little lighter, cleaner, healthier. What did I do? I dug into the way, way, way back of the freeze of the fridge, not the freezer. Way back of the fridge. I'm like, what lurks back here that I could have tonight? Nice. I found a kombucha, and I got to tell you, I have no goddamn idea when this was purchased. This was this was pre pre lockdown. COVID probably wasn't even anything anyone heard of when I purchased. Is that pre expiration dates? There's no expiration on it. Just whatever. 
Dude, I'm thinking it was March of 2020 <laughs> is the expiration date. That's what I thought. And you're I just imagining it that it's 2021. Don't worry about it. It's it's okay. I think it says March of 2020 on the cap here. That, that's that it says. But you know what? Like I found the bottle and the top of it was like bubbling up. It was like really high. I'm like, <laughs> nice. there's a lot of pressure on this thing. I'm ready to explode. But so for something like that, it's fermented, right? Does that really well, go bad? That's the thing. So this is one of those like the dark bottle GTs mm. kombuchas that already has 3% by volume. Because usually the regular ones have like 0.5 or up to 1%. Right. But this is one of the real deal ones that you got to be 21 to buy. And I've had this one before. The, it's the Pina Paradise, which is actually pretty tasty. It's got a little little pineapple action going on. Now, I listened to a podcast a couple weeks ago. Uh, Joe Rogan had George St. Pierre, the UFC ah, fighter yeah. on there. And he had a whole thing with... Um, it was a stomach disease that he got uh, when he was trying to gain a bunch of weight. I forget what the disease was called, but it's a colitis maybe? Something like in the okay. colitis family and right. i guess you have it forever and he was trying to find some other remedies for it to make him feel better and he came up with a thing called june tea which is like a kombucha but kombucha uses black tea and sugar mm-hmm. this june uses green tea and honey Ooh, so it's almost it. it's almost like a fancier healthier version of the kombucha but everything else the fermentation like the the mushroom i'm writing it down yeah, it's, I think it's J-U-N. And I was trying to find a bottled version. I couldn't find it, but it seems like it's pretty easy to make if you really want to make it yourself. It sounded yeah. awesome. Though, I love green tea with honey. And if you could find a healthy, an even better for you version of kombucha, like, dude, I'm all so, in for that. Here's the thing with making stuff like that on your own. My brother, when we were younger, was making mead in his room. And in the middle of the night, like two in the morning, a thing exploded. <laughs> So <laughs> it was honey fermented fucking oh honey. Oh my god, it's all everywhere. Over, all over the room. I was like, what the fuck happened in here? It's like, well, he was like, look, it's a chemistry experiment. It just blew up. I was like, oh, he probably should have had a cork in it instead of a cap. Ah, glass bottles, boom, everywhere. Damn, it's, it's like a fucking hour. Everywhere. I've never uh, had mead. Uh, you know what? I think I tried it once and I didn't like it too much. There's a local meadery here, actually, next, maybe two, three towns over from me by the beach. I'm like, I think that might be like something worth checking out. Yeah, I think I'd like to try it again. I tried it a long time ago and I was like, "Mm, I don't know. It's one of those things like your taste change too, you know. You may have to remead. Remedial. That's right. Remedial. Remedial. So June tea. Gotta go to like a health store. There's like a uh, natural foods market by me. I'll go to there. Yeah, worth checking out. I want to. Yeah, it's one of those things that sounds awesome, but it's like I'm pretty sure I'll be disappointed in it because I think it'll be tasting amazing. And you get it, you're like, "Mm, it's all right. But I imagine if you have kombucha and it sits there long enough, the only thing that it would do is maybe get a little vinegary. Right. Yeah, I mean this this stuff always tastes kind of weird, so it just tastes older, weirder. Here you go. Even Green Walmart sells a one-gallon June kombucha starter kit. Boom. So you get that. Starter kit. And you know what? They probably have the Chuck Norris water on their website. So I can get Chuck Norris water and June kombucha. If I make the kombucha with Chuck Norris water, what the oh. fuck's that going to be like? Dude, and then you add some Hulk Hogan water in there. Oh. oh. God damn. Damn. Chuck Norris June kombucha. 
You know, it'd be even awesome, more awesome if they had a Chuck Norris June tea, right? He's, he's into Chuck- the martial arts and the, you know, Western philosophy. Why not June tea for Chuck Norris? I'm going to write to him. That's a good idea. <laughs> Dear Chuck, Chuck, I think you need to make kombucha. <laughs> I had your water. You should make kombucha with June tea kombucha with your water. I've had your water. I have some ideas. <laughs> it gave me so many ideas. Look at that. Having that you know, water just opened up my mind. You know what's crazy? So that Walmart June kombucha comes with a bracelet that says fermentaholics. Wow, that's one you really want to wear out in public. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, baby, I'm fermenting right now. I don't know what that means, but sir, I'm going to call the police. uh, Please stand away from me. Back the F up. Walmart has the June kombucha, but you can't buy the Chuck Norris water, apparently. Well, no Chuck Norris water on the Walmart website, so... Damn no, them. damn them. Sold out. It's got to be sold out. Sold out. It's called, it's not Chuck Norris water. Oh, it's, it's called Sea Force water. Sea Force. Sea Force. Up, up, up. Boom. No. There's no Sea Force water available. Uh, sea the- Force water homepage. All sustainable deep source of water under Chuck Norris's Lone Wolf Ranch. Lone Wolf oh. Ranch. Is the water off of his uh his land in Navasota, Texas? Nice. Well, Amazon has Seaforce water, so there Boom. you go. Boom. Make it happen. You can subscribe. Good to go. Chuck yeah. Norris water. Dude, just go seaforce.com. Chuck Seaforce. Norris. Seaforce. Seaforce. Merch. They even have, they even have sparkling. Shirt. They got sparkling water too. Flavored sparkling water. Oh, they have a shirt and it says, oh, come on, go back to that shirt. It says Chuck Norris now delivering a roundhouse t- uh, kick to your thirst. Seaforce. <laughs> and they have a picture of him on it. Magical. Magical. Oh, it's got ass. Oh, they got hats. Seaforce hats. Seaforce drink bottle. What more do you need? That wraps up the old apparate today. Let's go to ski news. Speaking of Chuck Norris and action and the South, actually, we're going to start off with a big shout out to our pal, Tom Duke. Hadn't heard from him in a while. He's having a goddamn great time. He's going to A-Basin. He's doing some skiing. He's living the dream. So big shout out to you, Tom. Thank you again for, for listening and writing. And you're uh, your neck of the woods. Good old Taos in New Mexico. Well, yeah. Mario, you just surprisingly were, but not in not near Taos. You not were in New for, Mexico, though. Yes, and not for skiing. I had to go visit a sick uncle. But Brian said to me, he's like, are you there? He's like, why don't you visit Tom Duke? I'm like, I would. I looked it up. I'm like, shit, that's a long drive from where I was. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I, can't, I can't make it. You were there for, like, 30 hours? Yeah, that's pretty much it. In Just and out. A day. In and out. So Taos... But I was thinking dropped, about you, Tom. Yes. Taos dropping major bombshells on its master development plan this month, most notably a base-to-base gondola connecting Resort Center and Kachina Basin. Plans also call for upgrade to six of its existing lifts and replacement of lifts 2, 4, 7, 7A, 8, and Pioneer. Lifts 2 and 4 are the highest priority as they are fixed-grip pama quads from the 90s, often facing long lines during peak periods. 
No specifics have been made as to what types of lifts will replace these and what their capacities will be. Hmm. Now, they've undergone some major developments over the past decade. And what's really cool, so besides that, they're trying to be a certified B Corporation for their commitment to environmentalism and sustainability. And once you read this next chunk of upgrades, you will realize this is the anti-veil resort. So they've added uh, an addition to the Nordic ski section, new water tank that will assist in snowmaking and forest fires, redesigned drop-off and parking area, and RV camping area. Wow, that's pretty cool. That is badass. That is so cool. Well, in the world of COVID, I'm telling you, I've stayed at hotels the last few months, and you get nothing for your hotel. You get a room, you get a nice-looking room, whatever. You don't get any cleaning. You don't get any amenities, nothing. You get nothing anymore, but they still charge the same amount. So you know what you do? Pop in an RV. Why not? Go rent one. Dude, I love that they have RV camping. That's one of the things that this, one of the biggest things about, you know, the COVID, the lockdowns, the ways we had to kind of change our ways of doing things, the ski season is that a lot of people embraced van life and RVing and doing their apres in the parking lots. If you could have like an RV camping area, like food, pull on up. This is our spot. This is where we're going to come back. We're going to have our apres here, a little cookout yeah. at night and just chill and be there for first chair the next morning. I so love that. Think of you could take a time machine, go back like five years ago, buy like 50 RVs that look like the Crystal Palace Breaking Bad, fit them out to be sleepers. <laughs> Boom. You got a whole fleet of those. Renting them out all over. Make a fortune. That's for sure. That's right. Yeah. High and Ski Bum. Crystal Palace RV rentals. Just slap our logo on there. Big stuff coming at the Taos. So that'll be cool. And hopefully, that's one of the places I really want to get to in the next season or two. So, Yeah. When I was out there, I was talking to my cousin. He's like, no, we get we, we don't get much uh, snow here. But he's like, you get, there's a, a ski area. I think it said it's called um, a pat, uh I think he said it's called Apache on an Indian reservation near where I was in the Southern part of New Mexico. And he's like, yeah, he's like the, the reason you're skiing up there. He's like, it's at like 10,000 feet. I'm like, now you're talking like they got some elevation there. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. You don't realize it at first. Yeah. All right. Next, next up we have the man who stole 15 pairs of skis worth $13,000 at snowboard snowboard. Utah has been caught. A man who allegedly, because I guess he's still going through trial, uh, <laughs> stole 50 pairs of skis, has been apprehended following more than six months of detective work. Uh, and the detective work was from Snowbird Public Safety and Unified Police, which in November of 2020 and March of 2021, they had reports about all these stolen skis. So after the first few thefts, they got together and they led it to... It, that led them to catch him on CCTV. And there were a pattern. There appeared to be a pattern to the thefts. They were all at the same location at a certain time. And the parking staff managed to note down his vehicle and unique clothing. So they worked tirelessly weekend after weekend, gathering information. Um, and then after tracking the 26-year-old man for a few weeks, they went to his home in Cottonwood Heights, where the 15 pair of skis were discovered in his garage. 
Um, so he faces charges now, claims he never intended to sell the skis as he thought he would get caught and just felt compelled to steal them. So they've been returned to their owners. They said some as far as New York and California, and Snowbridge said they will cover the cost of shipping. So public safety recommended that skiers and riders take some precautionary measures to keep their gear from being tampered with, not just at Snowbird, but at any resort. So they recommend they recommended you know locks uh splitting up skis or keeping an eye on them at all times it's funny one article says thirteen thousand dollars worth and the article from fox 13 in salt lake city says eleven thousand dollars oh between wow. 11 and 13 now uh, imagine if you had bought your fancy arnold schwarzenegger foil skis fifty thousand dollars down the drain i don't think you're leaving those unattended right you got those foil skis you either got the cash that you don't care or <laughs> You're locking up. You got a, a. You're taking those to the to the check. You know what I mean. Yeah, you're you're yeah, checking right. them in somewhere. They're like five dollars to check my skis. Oh, yeah. Oh, can't spend that much money. Well, it's like that's. I mean, imagine having to figure out. Like you know, think how many people are there on a weekend, and you got the you know the CCTV. I mean, how could you even notice? Like one person, because how? Like, granted, it's, they said he's got like some crazy outfit on. I mean, it's, it's just a unique, you know, ski kit he's wearing. Like, if you saw him every week, like, how many people have season passes of there every weekend anyway? Like, how do you pick out this guy and know he's doing something that's like not on the up and up? Like, I don't that's got to be really tricky. Was it racial profiling? I don't know. <laughs> how many pairs of skis do you know most people? If you if you got a, a snowbird skis uh, season pass, you probably got at least two pairs of skis, maybe three, four. Well, they started thinking after seeing the same guy carrying four pairs of skis every day. Every- and Mario just vanished. I don't know what happened. Maybe this guy who was stealing the skis stole Mario's soul. It happens. You know, one day you're just, uh, you're at Snowbird. You got your skis. You just want to do your thing. You just want to ski. And then some punk goes and jacks your skis. The one guy they were talking to, I think he had gotten a new pair of Armadas and he skied on them, I think, that first day. The first day he got them, he was there and that's when they got stolen. I mean, how much does that suck? I have a ski lock. I actually bought two of them for this past season and I didn't use them. I was actually more afraid of having the ski lock, forgetting how to use it and not being able to get to my skis than I was to have my skis stolen. That's sort of where I'm at right now. Is that smart? I uh, I don't think so. I do have the locks. I probably will use them. Both my skis are a couple years old and pretty beat up. I don't know if anyone would steal them. Maybe they would. Maybe they wouldn't. I don't know. But I am going to be a little more cognizant about things going forward i just again like you really you really hope that people were not that big of dicks and would do that but you know sometimes people do what they're gonna do it's kind of creepy the way he's like yeah i didn't plan on selling them because i might get caught but i'm like what were you gonna do with them like make a bunch of adirondack chairs out of them just kind of mount them I, i i don't know I don't think he really had a plan, which again, it's kind of a an extra dicky move if you're not going to do anything with him. I mean, is it a 
bigger dick move to sell them or is a bigger dick move to not even do anything with them? At the end of the day, it's a dick move to steal the skis. So I'm glad he got caught. There you go. And Mario's internet just sharded the bed. He will be back. We can assure you. That's what happens. You know, we're working without a wire here. We're not doing this in person like we used to. Way, way, way back in the day. We're all doing this on StreamYard. And sometimes, especially in Florida, the internet just goes away. So I could just keep talking. I'm going to wait for the next story because it's fun to chat with someone about these things. I mean, I could do it solo. Would you guys like a better solo? Probably not. So that's why we wait. Just wait. Just wait. Kombucha. Kind of like the kombucha. I got to tell you. I may have to get that June homemade kombucha kit, though. I like the idea of that. Sounds kind of up my alley. My kind of thing. Can I have my RV? Imagine that. Go to Apre. Get your own June kombucha, a whole big barrel of it waiting in your RV. Is that really that big of a deal? Is that that exciting? Probably not. But if you had your RV there, you could put whatever you wanted in there. Get a little grill that swings out. Oh, that'd be nice. Or even better, start smoking some meat right before you walk from your RV to the ski slopes. Put a nice brisket on there. One problem is, how would you keep it? Because you want to keep it getting get moist. You want to get some of that liquid shooting on there. There's got to be some sort of system set up where you could do that. So you could actually keep your brisket nice and moist. Imagine that you go out, you ski, ripping it up. You're there. First chair, you get out, maybe two or three o'clock. You get back to your RV, you get your smoker there, and your brisket. Is just waiting for you. It's done. Like phenomenal. Like that is the essence of van life. Just set it up. You get your own little like barbecue master pit there. Or, you know, worst case. <laughs> well, there's two possible worst case scenarios. Worst case A, someone comes, just jacks your meat, just takes your, your cooker, takes your smoker. No meat, no smoker, you're done. Worst case B, <laughs> torture your whole RV. Somehow, flame gets out, gets in the gas tank, blows your RV sky high. Your whole van life winter that you had planned, you were going to go from Jackson out to Whitefish, perhaps down to Alta Snowbird, over to Telluride. None of that's happening now because your van blew up, your skis blew up. You put everything you had. You worked all summer, put down a goddamn down payment on that van and to get a few passes. Now you got nothing. What do you do now? What do you do now? I'll tell you what you do. You stay in that town, whatever town you're in, if that's Jackson Hole, if it's Whitefish, you're staying in that town. You're going to bum it there. You're going to make some bucks. And then, and then you're going to head out. You're going to go to that next resort or perhaps you know what what, what could happen put on your rose-colored glasses stay positive perhaps you meet some rich d4za you shack up with her she takes care of your expenses all you got to do take care of her needs 
maybe wash the dishes, make some nachos on the side. Life is a little bit easier next season. I don't know. I'm not saying you should. I'm just saying it's an idea. I have no idea where Mario is at this point. I was rambling. I mean, that really is the ski bum dream. You know, if you uh, can find a rich divorcee, we'll take care of all of your needs. As long as you take care of her needs. It could be worse. It could be a lot worse. The van blowing up would be bad, though. But see, that's why you got to get the insurance, because you just never know. You never know in the winter what could go down. But I'm sure your insurance company has already had it happen. I'm sure someone had their RV blow up when the smoker malfunctioned. You know what? Maybe it's the smoker's fault. Maybe you could sue the smoker company and you'd get a whole new van, get a whole new grill. You're good to go. Oh. And we've got Mario back. God damn it. Look at that. I was actually just rambling. I don't know where I, I came up with this idea, but I just started talking about... Let's do it. Well, I was talking about like, you know, the van life thing. Like imagine if you had your van set up and you had a dope ass van nice. and you had a smoker on there and you go out for first chair and you throw like a brisket on there and you get your brisket mm. going all day. So when you come back for your apres, it's ready to go. That's a magical idea. But now what happens if someone, what happens if your smoker, something sparks and you blows up your van? Boom. On fire. You just on fire, just riding around. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, it it blows it up. Like it blows it to pieces. Like <laughs> everything is gone. And I'm saying you got to stay in that town. Whatever town that happens in, you stay in that town and you find a goddamn rich divorcee to take care of you that winter. There you go. And right? you know what you do is like if you're following that that car and it blows up, you run in there and you get that brisket. You got free brisket right there. I mean, free barbecue. I won't die for many things. Brisket is one thing I will die for. <laughs> well, I never, I never understood. You know how they have the smokers on like a trailer. Like mm -hmm. if you're like a smokehouse, why don't you have a trailer riding through a ski town with a sign? Come to the smokehouse when you're done, because that smell will just drive people right to your place, dude. Come on for outpray, <clears throat> or somehow. Why don't you build a trail? Like, why don't you shovel some snow and like oh, make right to it right to the smoker? Boom! Or have a shuttle bus. Have a shuttle bus with a smoker on it that smells, that, that brings people there. They jump on your bus. Boom, right there. Operate. Or what if you connect like 37 tractor trailers to make a trail that goes to your... Oh, and I they think you want to get the, people to get house there. the meat and they could smoke. Yeah. Perhaps you have a, like some sort of conveyor belt underneath so it's doing something else while it also serves oh. as a platform for people to ski to. Can you imagine if you're skiing over the smoking while it's going on? That would be magical. A whole like smoke we, run. We have special smoked snow for you to ski on. Ah, oh, smoking snow. Smoked snow. That I would do a whole whole run on. Wouldn't now, if they could use if they could use smoke products to make a ski run, now you're talking about right, right? Yeah. Brisket, brisket run, smoked chicken alley. Oh my god, I'm so hungry right now. We got talking about this. <laughs> Let's smoke meats. Well, I'll tell you who's not hungry right now. <laughs> Is this billionaire guy? Buying a bunch, everything is for sale in Crested Butte. Everything's for sale. I'll buy that for a dollar. Investment banker Mark Walter. He is a media averse figure and the CEO of Guggenheim Partners and has hmm. accumulated a net worth of approximately $5.3 billion. Do you know how much more rich this jerk off is than Chuck Norris? How is that right? 
I think Chuck How Norris could fair? wipe the floor with him, though. Fuck this guy. Oh, Chuck, Chuck Norris, Norris would kick this guy's ass. I'd, I'd like to see the UFC where Chuck Norris beats this guy's ass in. How about that? Uh, he would friggin' teabag this guy and he'd be crying. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's giving him the Chuck Norris teabag. That's it. Chuck, and this Chuck, one Norris, looks over. Chuck Norris would knock this guy's teeth out, teabagging him. <laughs> How much damage do you think Chuck Norris could do in the day? Oh, like pound for pound in UFC. Like if they had UFC fighting back then, what do you think? Chuck Norris or David Carradine? Well, he's one Chuck of those. Well, Chuck Norris is one of those first guys that did like different martial arts. Like he was kind of like a pioneer in this whole sport. You know, Bruce Lee, obviously, but Chuck Norris was kind of, you know, right there after him. Real fight. Bruce Lee or Chuck Norris? Chuck Norris. He was bigger. 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 Yeah. Okay. Bruce Lee or David Carradine? Bruce Lee all day. Bruce Lee. Dude, Bruce Lee as a Chuck fetus. Norris or David Bruce Lee as a fetus. Yeah. Come on. Chuck Norris or David Carradine? Chuck Norris. How about Chuck Norris? Chuck Norris. Andre the, I, Giant. I mean, the is really Chuck Norris. <laughs> Chuck Norris, Andre the Giant. He would crawl up Andre the Giant's asshole and explode <laughs> from the inside. Yeah. I don't know. Andre the Giant might have a big poop in there and just like <laughs> after drinking like a 12 cases of beer. Hey, where'd you go? I wish somehow we could like have take Andre the Giant's genetics and like cloned him and made him into like a like so it wasn't army as of depressed and said an army of giants, just military cloning of I Andre think, the Giant. What about the Chinese? They could make an robot dog Andre the Giants, like combined. Yao Ming Andre the Giant. <laughs> Yao Ming Andre the Giant. <laughs> It's like it's crazy. Metal dog, yeah. Robotic dog. <laughs> and a metal dog. You gotta combine them all. Yeah. Well, if that's not going to give you nightmares, <laughs> this guy buying all this property in Crested Butte might because this dude. Okay. So this guy, he has already purchased a bunch of properties, six commercial properties, including several historic buildings downtown and a family resort called the Almont, which sits at the intersection of the East and Taylor rivers. He closed the deals under LLCs registered to his work address in Chicago. Hmm. And he's been kind of secretive about it, but you know, the town is only 4,700 people. So it's a small town. And these people are, are kind of curious as what this guy's plan is. Yeah. You live there. You're like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. They say his investments include a building called the forest queen for 1.55 million, a commercial property containing a spa and a tattoo shop for 185 million, a restaurant called the wooden nickel for 185 million, a health club for 1.7 undeveloped lot for 5.5. And the resort for six point three million altogether. Buying a town, twenty million dollars in purchases. That's wild. But at least he's letting them run right now, right? So here's the thing: when I saw this article, I live in downtown Clearwater or near downtown Clearwater. Downtown Clearwater is one of the centers for the Church of Scientology, and if you look at the footprint, there's about seventy percent of downtown Clearwater that's owned by the church or by members of the church. That's insane. And the problem with it is I don't think anybody has a problem with the church, but they haven't done anything with those properties. So they're sitting there with like four rent or just not even a four rent just closed. And it's like, it's not helping downtown, you know? So I think that's part of the fear that people have is what is this guy going to do with these properties? You know, when he has them, is he going to just sit on them? Is he going to let them run? Is he going to, you know, does he have some grand plan? You know, because 
I guess the fear too is the fear of not knowing, right? So if you don't know what people have planned, everybody freaks out because they fear the worst. So it would be nice to come out with something. Yeah. And I guess this guy had a residence there in uh, since 2009. And nice town. Yeah. So he's been there for a while. They used to have a slogan, Crested Butte, what Aspen used to be and Vail never was. Oh, boom. Never was. Yeah. So the joke was, you know, it was the last great Colorado ski town. One that hadn't yet been brought up. In Crested Butte? Look it up now. I don't know for sure. Yeah, I don't know for sure. But I do know one thing, which is totally off topic. I'm reading the uh, the Dan Egan book. Yeah. I saw you got the signed copy. Dude, it... You know what it is? It, It almost... It, like the stories are awesome. Like this, this, their stories, like they were, you know, I'll probably do like a book report episode in a couple of weeks. That would the, be awesome. The book, book report. We want like a book, book report, report about it. Cause I'm, it's been a really fun read. You know, there's one where they're driving up to the, uh, they're going up to Vancouver, I think. No, um, not Vancouver. They're going skiing, hella skiing up in BC somewhere. And again, this is like the eighties. This isn't like, when things were still kind of raw and new yeah they friggin just they had these they had this ecstasy on them they didn't know what to do with it they're like so we just <laughs> took it before we crossed the border <laughs> they said they went to the aquarium and just were like dripping balls like jumping nice. in the water and having fun what do you do you juice world it you just fucking just eat it all yeah pretty much so you know it's it's funny because you know when we talk to dan like part of his thing now is it's his he's a very you know he just looks so he's so like mature and you know kind and his whole like his faith is like a big part of his life now and, and to kind of read the stories you know it's 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 fun and funny and seems so different but you know we've all been 22 years old and stupid and and it's just it's fun nah, to read we that about him we were 21 we were the smartest people in the room we knew it all i mean we were geniuses back then right right yeah. we knew everything That's yeah awesome. it's it's cool and just you know reading his the people he interacted with and encountered and it's it's a fun book if you haven't checked it out yet i do highly recommend it but yeah i'm gonna do my book report in a few weeks that i can promise you and the That's pictures awesome. inside are awesome too there's some great shots of the uh the egan family back then i may have to go out and get a copy because i don't read much but when i do I read it's, good stuff. Dude, it's a really fun read. See, I'm one of those assholes that somebody I know and I trust their opinion has to read it and say, <laughs> give me an honest opinion on the book because there's too many books that I've tried to read that people are like, oh my God, it's fantastic. You got to read this book. It's 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 amazing. It's life-changing, whatever. And then I read it. I'm like, this sucks. I can't read this book. I want to throw it away. I want to burn it. And I want to stab the person that recommended it. I but, think I think three quarters of people buy books to brag about reading them. like to brag saying that they read that book. Yeah, here's my reading people. list. This is what I've read lately. Really? Yeah. You know what I listen to lately? Because I don't read. I listen to books usually. Yeah. I usually do too. That's that's my preferred method. But sometimes, you know, a book is so good, you just got to get your hands on it. And you know what? I, I, it, it's so nice that like, I've realized just turning off the TV and just sitting there with a book is so... It, you just... You feel different going to bed. You, know, you feel more like is- a kid. Which I My like. problem is when I read a book, I realize then how tired I am all the time and I fall asleep, <laughs> like right asleep. Cause I'm like, I'm always like tired. Like I don't get enough sleep. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> Makes me realize I didn't get enough sleep. I'm going to sleep now. 
How about first thing in the morning, you go to the beach, bring this book with you and start reading it. Then you'll be oh, nice the beach. I'll read. I like amped, reading at the beach. Yeah. Have some coffee. Nice like iced coffee. Yeah. Ice think June. About snowy thoughts. Little so ice June. June. Yeah. Even better. Little ice June, a little medical marijuana. And I'm loving mm. life. There you go. <laughs> you will be there with Dan and John on their adventures. That's awesome. Tripping ball. Oh, this weekend I did take a gummy and a half because it was dry trip so <laughs> it was one hell of a sleep let's put it that way i can imagine <laughs> i can imagine well on that note we're gonna roll into the old main topic and this week we don't have an interview we don't have any sort of trip review gear review there was a pretty interesting story that came out last week and we thought we would kind of highlight the story and bring a few different I don't know if version is the right word, but there's a few different write-ups about the story from different yeah. areas. and Which I like I, because a lot of people heard this and were like, we, we got to investigate, right? Well, the, the thing is you see a headline and the headlines now have to be so overly dramatic and so eye-catching that you yeah. read the headline. Most people read a headline and then make up the story in their mind instead of actually reading about details or doing any research. Here's the story. I think most of us have probably already heard about it now. So an elite Montana ski resort wants to turn sewage into snow. And again, that was one of the more yeah. dramatic headlines. And the most dramatic one was, of course, from uh, the Daily Mail. Yellowstone Club wants to turn sewage into snow so its members can see. And sewage is in all caps, of course. See, I would have gone with Yellowstone Club wants to have yellow snow. Perfect, right? <laughs> Sweet, succinct. You kind of get the gist. So that's like a New York Post headline right there. That's a New York Post, page six. Page six. <laughs> now, this is what the Bozeman Daily Chronicle, which is, you know, a local newspaper in Montana, how they did it. Yellowstone Club closes in on permit to use recycled wastewater to make snow. So what I love about that headline is I live right next to a place where a lot of, uh, they hold a lot of AA meetings. It's an AA place. It's really cool, really nice. But there's a guy that goes there and parks his truck and his truck written in tape says, Re reclaimed wastewater is a toxic scam. And I see it almost every day walking the dog. And it's just funny. I'm like, he is that passionate about it that he took the time to take this masking tape and write that on his car and leave it there forever. Yeah. It's insane. This is spot on. So <laughs> I think that what I really want to do with this story is I want to kind of break down what this is. So the two big things in the story, it's Yellowstone club and wastewater slash sewage. So let's start with the fun topic first, which is the Yellowstone club. Now for yes. those who are not in the know, you know why you're not in the know? Because you're goddamn poor. That's why. <laughs> and the only reason we know is because we read a lot. Because <laughs> we it's read ski a lot. related. Because we ain't rich either. <laughs> we would never be allowed to go there. I think they would kick us the fuck off of this place, even if we were with an invited guest. So <laughs> even if we were invited guests. So the Yellowstone Club is an elite members only 15,200 acre oasis which mm. caps its members at 864 damn it is so here's the crazy thing about it 
So to get to the slopes, members must own property at the resort, which range from $5 million condos to $16 million custom-built mansions and 160 to 360 acre ranches that can cost up to $25 million. Chump change. I hit the Powerball this weekend. We're both living there. Chump change. We'll get two houses. Maybe we'll get three. Get an extra one, like a, a guest house. Right? Get it. You have a six pack that we can just buy all in one, like <laughs> yeah, a <right>. compound. <laughs> so now here's the thing. So property owners then pay $400,000 to become a member and 41500 in annual dues and maintains... Oh, which maintains its exclusivity by limiting capacity to 864 members. Dude, there better be a special hat, a funny handshake, and a whole bunch of other stuff to go with that. Because I don't want to just say you're a member. I'm pretty sure there's an every Friday night eyes wide shut party that happens at this place. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> Even better. A little yeah. mini Bang yeah. Island, a little Ep- Jeffrey Epstein little night. Oh, I, wonder <laughs> if, I wonder if Jeffrey Epstein belonged to the uh, oh, Yellowstone yeah. Club. Maybe we can like... You start doing the dark dive into the membership. That's bad news right there. And we can like we can like uh break some story or something. Dude, you're gonna start doing searches and all of a sudden your internet's gonna go off and you can hear a knock at the door and then you're dead. <laughs> you disappear. What happened to Brian? I don't know. He was searching the Yellowstone. He freaking I'm using DuckDuckGo though, so it's gonna be fine. <laughs> I got a VPN and DuckDuckGo, it's gonna be all right. I love that name, DuckDuckGo, though. I love DuckDuckGo. <laughs> it's like you try to talk to somebody serious, and I saw it on DuckDuckGo. <laughs> I can't take <laughs> it serious What now. are you talking about? I ha- You had me with the whole story, and then you said you did a search on DuckDuckGo. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm thinking it's like a <laughs> little Mattel mouse that you're using to get there. <laughs> Ask Jeeves or something? Like, come on. <laughs> That's right. All right, so there is nothing, there is not a whole lot of stories about Epstein and the Yellowstone Club, so. See, I like that. Maybe they hide the membership. I like that. You don't want to be mm. known or seen. That's part oh, yeah. of the exclusivity. 400 grand a year, you better hide my name. 400 grand a year. Yes, so the Yellowstone Club is a very fancy, affluent, private ski club in Montana. Scott Schmidt is actually, I think, the director of skiing there. Look at that. Total badass. Now, Tom Brady and Giselle punching apart. Of, of course they there. are. Of course. I'm sure they, they have members. Melinda Gates, Justin Timberlake, and Jesse, Jessica Biel. This is where you got to go. I'm sure. Aaron Andrews got married there, they said. I'm sure Tom Brady has each one of his kids a membership. That's how, like, of the 864, like, six of them are Brady's. Tom is Tampa Tom. He's Tampa Tom now. Tom Never Bay. New England Tom. New England Tom didn't exist. That's right. Jeff Van, I cannot recognize his his existence before being in His credentials. <laughs> That's right. So now the other big part of the story is wastewater. So I found an article at the University of Nebraska Lincoln that ah. talks about what wastewater is. So wastewater mm-hmm. comes from ordinary living processes, bathing, toilet flushing, laundry, dishwashing. It comes from residential and domestic sources. Commercial wastewater comes from non-domestic sources such as beauty salon, taxidermy, furniture refinishing, musical instrument cleaning, or auto body repair shops. I don't know why, why they used, throw taxidermy in there. I don't know why I went from <laughs> beauty salons to taxidermy so quickly. There was no transition. Why do they have to throw that just, in there? <laughs> There's a lot of other things you could go to, but taxidermy? it is Nebraska. It is Nebraska. All right. All right. 
There's probably a lot of yeah taxidermy. And then if you want to go deep down the wastewater rabbit hole, they're talking about there's a lagoon system, there's a septic system, then they have gray water and black water. So So gray water, water. yeah, that's what we've all heard. That's like showers, baths, whirlpool tubs, washing machines, taxidermy cleaners, dishwashers, and sinks, other than a kitchen sink. And then black water is pretty much duty. Toilets and kitchen. I don't know why kitchen sinks and toilets are together, but what about people that duke in the shower or pee in the shower? Now you're crossing paths, right? No there. one dukes in the shower on purpose. It's a, it's a gray, gray area of a gray water. Just saying. Yeah. So wastewater is this is 99.9% water. The other 0.1% is the cause for concern. It's poop. That in- phosphorus and nitrogen, <laughs> fats, oils, grease, pathogens, and a lot of poop. Other solids, other solids, other solids. So those are pretty much your, what we're talking about here. Yellowstone club. We know about that now. And we know about wastewater, what that is. So, so they're talking about wastewater, not gray water. Well, I think gray water is wastewater. Okay. Just different level, different levels. So here's what's happening. So what they're trying to do at the Yellowstone club is they've, applied for a permit to use wastewater treated wastewater for snowmaking all right treated that could be treated. anything there's a whole Ex- range of them exactly so what they really want to do is and like their intention is to start the season and create an 18 inch snow base over 55 acres of the mountain all right using that wastewater and that will improve they're also saying that the snowmaking will improve the water quality by reducing concentrations of nitrogen, phosphorus, and bacteria in water that makes its way downstream, according to the club. Hmm. So would that be everybody in the Yellowstone would empty their pools and hot tubs to put into the wastewater and then refill them? Like, Well, they're saying that the up to 80% of the treated wastewater used for the project would come from the Big Sky County Water and Sewer District, and another 20% would come from the Yellowstone Club's wastewater treatment plant. Huh. So only 20% is actually from Yellowstone, and 80% is from the the counties. Wow. So um, 20% is club poop, and then the 80% is foreign poop. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So they're looking, I mean, the whole area is kind of looking for new ways to dispose of its wastewater as more people build in the resort town. And that uh, the treated wastewater going to the Gallatin River could cause additional nutrient loading, which would contribute to harmful algal blooms, which I'm algae, sure. yeah, algae blooms. Yeah. So we had that big thing with the phosphorus. Um, so they had the phosphorus, uh, the uh, is that the red tide, yeah. So if it's high phosphorus, so what happens is I forgot what it was, what industry, but it was like mining industry. So um, gypsum, I think gypsum mining. So the byproduct was all this phosphorus high water. So they had in these retention ponds. And nobody ever thinks you see them from like when you're flying over, you're like oh, there's a little pond. It could be like you know, doesn't like every community in Florida pretty much have those like all over the place? Uh, certain areas. So there's a lot of uh, I guess like big mosquito phosphorus. kind of breeding grounds too, aren't they? Yeah, but anyway, they're high phosphorus and they had that big leak. So everybody heard that on the news. So that big leak, I was thinking, you know, they're not so big. It's a little retention pond. These things are like lakes. And I'm like, holy crap. So they started dumping everything into the bay, Tampa Bay. 
And they're like, oh, this is bad because the high phosphorus is going to con- could contribute to the um, red tide blooms. So what happens is mm. uh, they actually stopped a lot of the different types of um, phosphorus based um, fertilizers because the water runoff when it rains that runs right off into the rivers and you know eventually gets into the bay so that was a big thing so there's a kind of like they've done things to prevent certain amounts of um fertilizers to be used um because of the water runoff because it contributes to red tide so now you had these I don't know how many thousands of gallons poured into from this leak. So they're like, yeah, just buckle up. Cause it might be bad red tide season. So that's, what's bad about that. I was in Naples, Florida during red tide a couple of years ago, or it was like, I think it was like, it was a special one. It was like Brown tide. Yeah. And it was, it was actually, I mean, we couldn't go in the ocean, which kind of stunk, but awesome yeah. pool. The place didn't really matter, but what was nice is so many people canceled their plans to come down that empty, weekend. Right? It was yeah. empty. It was like in October. It was like the perfect time to be down there. We we're there for a wedding. It's nice. fantastic. It was great. See the bad part of the red tide though. It does a fish kill. So it kills a bunch of fish yeah. and then they wash up on shore and then it stinks up the beach and then you have to clean it up. Otherwise just rotting fish on the beach. It's really mm-hmm. disgusting, but, and it's bad, but it's, it's a natural occurring thing. Um, but they actually say part of the problem is the way they direct with all the building that's been going on, the way they direct the, the water runoff from places affects things. So they used to, the water used to, run off into Lake Okeechobee and down here, they redirected it to run into the, I guess, run to the coast. And the problem with that is now you have, it picks up fertilizers and stuff from farms and things like that. And now that contributes to the red tide. So this is a whole fight going on in Florida for that. But Mm. anyway, ipso facto, that's kind of the same thing that they would create here potentially is what they're saying. They are saying that they've already been using wastewater in the big sky area to irrigate all four of the town's golf courses. The water is held in storage ponds throughout the winter months and then applied to the turf throughout the rest of the year. And that's pretty common for, um, well, especially down in Florida, uh, but other places like Vegas and stuff, like they, the golf courses, they have, they're like, do not drink the water because it's like the gray water or wastewater that's being used to like water the grass because water is really expensive and kind of hard to process. And Mm -hmm. if you think about it, you take water, when water goes out of your toilet, right? It goes into the waste treatment plant. Waste treatment plant does all these filtering and all this other stuff to get it back to where it's drinkable, right? Now- Well, not drinkable, I think just not polluting, right? Well, you have potable water. It's it's drinkable. So they actually get it to, to be drinkable water. So it goes back in and that's what comes out of the tap. So- unless you're in like New York city or New York state where you have the big reservoir, of fresh uh, rainwater runoff and snowmelt runoff, you don't have a, an efficient system of that. So what happens is that goes in and they treat it. So they treat it because there's sometimes odors. And I saw a whole bunch of, I saw a whole documentary on this history channel is great. And they, they do all these levels of filtering. So they add like ash to it. They filter it through carbon. So there's all these different levels and it gets to the point where it's drinkable. And then that goes into your tap water. So what you're actually drinking is your tap water is refiltered from all this other stuff. And it, it, in essence, when you're getting even river water, there's animals that go in it, whatever. It's getting filtered through. So it's kind of like 
kind of the same thing, but it's not being, why take the trouble to filter it to that level that's drinkable when you just take it out of that whole filtering process and just reuse it, right? So that's kind of the idea of the gray water systems, like some buildings in New York City now, they have the gray water systems where it just kind of reuses that same gray water for like toilet flushing, but yet mm-hmm. there's a separate system for like fresh water for drinking. Yeah. Now, why would you fill your toilet with fresh drinking water? Cause that's essentially when a dog drinks out of the toilet, that's the same water that's coming out of your faucet. It's just going into the toilet. So when a dog drinks out of the toilet, he's still drinking fresh water as long as it's not anything that you put in there. Um, <laughs> but it's all fresh water. So it's kind of weird if you think about our society where we're putting fresh drinkable water in our toilet and using the toilet and then flushing it. It's kind of weird, right? A lot of places in the world, people can't even get clean water to drink and we're flushing clean water. Exactly. So you you get somebody from a third world, they're like, oh my God, that's drinkable water in the toilet. Like, why would you do that? That's like fresh, clean because we have Chuck Norris water here. That's why that's, we have Sea Force water in America. That's, that's right. We got Sea Force water coming out of our taps now. I use Sea Force water to flush my Dukes. <laughs> this is slowly becoming idiocracy, like really close to friggin' blamo coming out of our faucets. Blamo. That's right. <laughs> was, it, was it blamo or brondo? Or I think it's it was what blamo. It, it's what you need. It's what, it what needs. plants crave. <laughs> it's what plants crave. But yeah, so all that stuff is like, so if you could filter it like half of the way and then use that, I mean, that's the idea behind it. If you would filter it half of the way, because there's a a big expense and and cost to it. So now if you're not doing all that processing, you can kind of use it before it's all filtered to drinking water. Brondo. That's what it's called. Brondo. Brondo. Yeah. And, you know, again, you read that headline, you know, like they're using sewage water to make you know, snow. And again, most people are going to make up their own story after reading that. But really, yeah, like you said, it's, this is already kind of a practice for regular water now. Right. But the argument today is, is it safe today? Right. So there's different levels of filtering. So let's say you do the initial filter, you get out all your solids and you maybe treat the odor, but it's not drinkable. Right. And you use that to water the golf course. Well, that residually gets around. Animals eat it. People, you might get a little bit on you. You know what I mean? Like you're on the golf course and the sprinklers are on or they just shut off. You kind of get it on stuff. You might get some in your mouth or whatever. But like you kind of wonder at what point is it really, is it is it harmful to people in any way? And I think that's the argument. Mm-hmm. But we've been to Europe and Europe does this with their ski areas. And we've been on runs. I think Ishkill was one of them um, where you get to the bottom. You're like, it kind of stinks like sewage. Like, what is that? And you find out they use recycled water and you're like, oh, they might not filter it that much. It might just be a little bit filtered and they chuck it on there. So I guess that's, that's where why they... everyone's at Apre so early. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's why you don't want to ski all the way to the bottom. You download. <laughs> Yeah, it's, you know, again, it seems like there's no biological free lunch. So, you know, you'd think, oh, we'll just take this water. We'll make the snow. Everything will be perfect. But yeah, there's there's always things to consider. Yeah, like you said, there's minerals in there. How does that affect the plant life, the, you know, the, the wildlife living in the water? Right. And you worry about pathogens, right? Like 
do you filter out the pathogens or are you chucking it out there? And there's a possibility of pathogens being passed. And they got like, we got COVID water that we spread all over the mountain. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not good. Like no. don't fall in the snow because not only might you ski over a Duke, but you might fall and get like, you know, dengue fever from falling in the fucking snow. Like it's, I don't know. That could be like a new outbreak of like Ebola or something. Oh, yeah. Herpes. Via snow. <laughs> Ski herpes. I swear, honey, I was with the guys. I just <laughs> fell in the goddamn sewage snow at the Yellowstone club. That's, that's what where happened. the sore came from. That's where I got the dude. You come out, you got like, instead of the pudding mask with the, uh, <sighs> With the with the sunburn, you got like just herpes all over around the mass thing. Like, yeah, was, that's from skiing. I was taking a whiz on the side of the slope. Someone <laughs> crashed into me. I fell into the snow, and that's why my manhood is covered in sores right now. Maybe somebody's looking for an excuse at the Yellowstone Club, huh? Huh? Mm. Huh? This explain it all. This <laughs> could explain it. Someone's playing like five D chess here. <laughs> <laughs> like we have everybody wearing masks damn it Gates. we put the herpes out there it's goddamn bill gates that's his story that's why he's he, doing this he's, he's trying to redirect fucker everybody look over there talk about a guy and has a thing or two about viruses there you go oh yeah. <laughs> so it's all developing the story and it's you know it's cool that they're trying something different they're trying to and they're they're being very cognizant of the environment they're being cognizant of the skiers the the land the people like they really are taking everything into account yeah and they're but they're trying to find tough solutions and it's cool they're they're trying to make this happen well i think at some point we have to find this right because it seems with population growth and use and and you talk about protecting the environment like at what point do you say you know we have to stop taxing the environment and start using some of what we produce too right like I for know. sure and you know what like looking at the way you know the the climate again climate change is one of those you know kind of wacky debates that we're not going to have here because we're not smart enough to understand the science behind it exactly. but you know say there was a way where they could artificially make snow that I guess it'd be some sort of, you know, it wouldn't be called snow because it wouldn't be water. But imagine if you had a freezing temperature of 40 degrees instead of 32 degrees. Jello. By adding some you sort of, yeah. dude, per, by adding some sort of uh chemical compound to it. Dude, fucking J E L L O man. But like, right. Ooh, that's the best tasty skiing. We're skiing on jello. <laughs> like, but what, but what if that's the necessary, next steps we have to take to get yeah. skiing in places that perhaps had a decent ski season, but because things are warmer, can't, can't have a full season, but they found this way to make a different compound to allow it to freeze at a higher temperature. Like, yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah. I mean, there's talk about additives you could put in, but then you worry about the additives and the effect they'll have on the environment too. Yeah. Cause that's just it. Once the snow melts, it runs into drinking water and farms and lakes and rivers. And it's like, you got to look at it's, it's like the DDT, you know, yeah. not, not the move, but the chemical, <laughs> <laughs> not the wrestling move. That was devastating. Oh, who's getting up from that? Jake that's the right. snake. <laughs> Jake the snake, the DDT, <laughs> but the long lasting effects of that, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, again, there's, there's like no biological free lunch. Like there's everything's got a side effect or uh, an impact. Yeah. Unless you use jello. I think jello would use work. Jello. Imagine that. Like, 
I'm going on the orange run right now. I'm a little feeling a little orange. Going on the yellow run a little bit. It'd be epic. Dude, you fell like five times. Yeah, it was good. Did it matter? I fell in jello. It was awesome. Dude, I fell in jello. Like an aerated jello. Imagine like you pumped more air into jello. How about a jello park? Jello park. Instead of like a skate park or like a well, instead of like the foam park. pit, yeah, Jello pit, like, a, like an air, like aerated Jello, and then you get a wrestling in, in while you're in there. <laughs> <laughs> Jello wrestling, Jello park. You can have a lot of. I got to talk to the Jello people. I think they might be a little shy after the whole Bill Cosby thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to entertain anything that's a little risque. I wonder if he was a member of the Yellowstone Club. <laughs> he might have been. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> you know what? Nobody remembers. How about that? <laughs> that's right. We know nothing about the Cosby. <laughs> he was there. Everybody's asleep. Every time he went. <laughs> Always. <laughs> they don't remember. He went to parties. Nobody remembered what happened. Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn, Bill Cosby. All the Bills. Bill Gates, Bill Cosby. Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton. Yeah. What's up with the Bills, man? The 80s was a good Bill time Belichick. for Bills. <laughs> 2020s, not a good decade for the Bills. I wonder if Bill Cosby roofied Bill Belichick. Mm. It might have happened. Perhaps. That's why he doesn't smile. Maybe that's why he doesn't smile today. <laughs> the Bills. That should be the two Bills. The 30 for 30. Bill DeBergs. <laughs> Bill DeBergs. Bill, Bill DeBergs. DeBergs. <laughs> Actually, you got to look up in the phone, but Bill DeBerg, you call that. They're like, <laughs> yes, you've called the line. We're yes, on to you, Bill. We're on to you. <laughs> you're in the club now. Please hang up. We'll be at your door. And you hear. There'll be a box arriving at <laughs> your door in the next two minutes. <laughs> it's like, what was that movie? The, uh, the Skulls? <laughs> oh, I don't think I saw that one, but I know what you're talking about. It was yeah. a ridiculous college movie about uh, secret society stuff. Skull and, Skull and Bones. Skull and Bones, yeah. Which they have it. Was it Yale? Yale I think it's from Yale, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like half of the presidents have been part of that. Yeah, dude. There's some, just wonder. That's a rabbit hole to go down. <laughs> we got to do. And... We gotta, okay, we got to do a podcast on conspiracy theories. That could be an uh, under the ropes episode this summer. Yeah. So Melanie never heard of the Denver conspiracy theory thing. Oh, the airport. Yes, Denver Airport. I was like, you gotta, you gotta look that up. She still hasn't done it. She likes all that creepy stuff. I'm like, you gotta look at it. It's creepy. It's probably untrue, but it's awesome. Yeah, they actually, they've actually embraced it now. At the airport, they have signs that say like, "Oh, nice tunnels." Yeah, we have tunnels over here. It's pretty <laughs> funny. Hey, you gotta embrace it to the fact. Fe- well. And you look at these tunnels here. Don't look at the tunnels over there. See, that's yeah. redirect. Yeah. It's funny. All right. Well, so you, you know, we'll skiing and poop anytime soon. Yeah, you, know. you know, poop, whatever. We, we're from the East Coast. Like, what do we, we've skied on some, we've skied on some stuff. Let's just put it that way. We've skied in stuff that looks like pudding. Dude, I remember that time of killing water. <laughs> Cow power. <laughs> It's just yeah. cow poop water. It was poop. It was poop water. I don't know. They mixed in the snow with the, it was like, it was like chocolate mousse. It was gross. We, it was. We have skied on some stuff. So we wouldn't we be surprised. We have seen some stuff. Right. 
Well, that wraps up the old podcast for the week. It was happy. We're happy to be back after a little hiatus there. We're yeah. Keep cranking these bad boys out. We got a couple things lined up for the next few weeks. So we do appreciate you listening. Thank you. Check us out. Skibumpodcast.com. Go to all the socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We are at Podcast. Send us an email. Skibumpodcast at gmail.com. Go to your favorite podcasting apps, rate and subscribe. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you again for listening and we'll talk to you guys next week. Stay high, stay polluting. See ya.